Hey, hey sisters. sisters, you're listening to the Follow Him With Us podcast, where you learn to follow him with us. I'm Katie, and I'm Monica, and we're, and we're your, your hosts. hosts, so grab your Bible and let's go. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Look at us three weeks in a row. Whoa. We're so good. I know. I literally uh, haven't talked to you since we last recorded, which is actually crazy. I know. Oh, that's so sad. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. So good now that we're three weeks in a row. I know. That's crazy. Look at us go. I know. And Actually. Lehigh's vision. Are you kidding? What? Yes. I love. <gasps> I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. Let's just get right into it then. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. We started this week in First Nephi chapter 6, which I actually read last week because I like it and it's very short. But there's so much good stuff in here. Right. Um, so I actually don't have anything highlighted in the first page of chapter 6. I do. <laughs> okay. Um, so... <laughs> Just something that I that stood out to me that I liked is verse five. He says, Wherefore, the things which are pleasing unto the world I do not write, but the things which are pleasing unto God and unto those who are not of the world. Um Oh yes, yes. On the second yeah, I have that too. Yeah. So um I just kinda like that he is saying that, you know, he's gonna write about things that are pleasing to God, not pleasing to the world. And so if they're, if these things aren't pleasing to us, we should take a long, hard look at ourselves. Are For we real. worldly or are we trying to um, follow in Christ's path, right? Yes. So. Um, this is actually the scripture that inspired me to, I talked a few weeks ago about my goal that I set to like, um, read every single one of God's words. This is actually the scripture that inspired me to do that because um, he talks about like these things that are like good, but he said that he's not including them in the plates because he desires the room that he may write of the things of God. Right. Um, and in verse six, he says, um, they shall not occupy these plates with things which are not of worth unto the children of men. So literally every single word that's in here is of worth to the children of men everything in here is of worth to us like every single word so like why wouldn't I want to read every single word of it right yeah even the song of Solomon no one knows how it got there but it's there (laughs) I mean that's not in the book of Mormon though it's a little bit less perfect than the book of Mormon but still it's God's word and it's still we can find meaning in it yeah um verse I love that I love that a lot that that's what inspired you because um I like to kind of compare ourselves with the plates like why should we occupy ourselves with things that are not of worth just like Nephi's putting only things of worth you know he's only writing things of worth so yeah everything that we say and do should also be of worth right because we are also disciples of Christ and so everything that we say and do should be bringing people to him in some way even if it's not like you don't have to like preach with every word that you say but just like saying like good uplifting things and like just being kind to people and representing christ in everything that you do right exactly all right love it love it (laughs) amazing even in that short (laughs) little chapter we have nuggets of truth Yes. And Nephi probably wasn't even trying to. He was probably just like, okay, Literally. I'm just going to write important things. And we're like, <gasps> that's so <laughs> relatable. He's like, what? Yes. And that just shows that everybody has something important to say. Even if you feel like your testimony is so small or like, you know, why would I have something important to say? I'm just me. You, Someone needs to hear exactly what you have gone through and exactly what you have done. I'm going to call you out, Leslie. I know you're listening, but you need to start your own podcast because I learned so much from you. She is so inspiring to me and so just brave and strong. And she she has really strong, really strong testimony and really strong faith, even though she doesn't see it. So Aww. go you, Leslie. 
Leslie, you should come talk with us on our podcast. Oh, <gasps> she should. We should bring her on. Yeah. For episode. We will be in touch, Leslie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Chapter seven. Yes. I. Ooh, I giggle every time I read chapter seven because. <laughs> <laughs> because the okay i'll just read the heading it says lehi's sons return to jerusalem and enlist ishmael and his household in their cause um layman and others rebel nephi exhorts his brother to have faith in the lord they bind him with cords and plan his destruction he is freed by the power of faith his brethren ask forgiveness lehi and his company offer sacrifice and burnt offerings um that's a lot it is a lot it's <laughs> it's not a long chapter yeah um but it, it is a lot yes so basically <laughs> Lehi <laughs> is like you should go um Lehi's talking to his sons he's like you should go convince Ishmael and his fam to come with us because you guys need wives. And something I think is so amazing when we're looking at, like, why why did Ishmael go with them in the first place is the second time God softened Ishmael's heart. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Because they needed wives. They needed to pass along all this information to their seed, which is something that the word that they use a lot, which is. Yes, it's funny to me. (laughs) It's weird to think about right now when I read seed in like the modern context, I'm like, ew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it just means they're they're kids, right? Yeah. Um, But something I think is so interesting to note is that Ishmael has five daughters and two sons so right he has two sons i think yeah sure okay so um <laughs> rip rest in peace the sons of ishmael i hope they have wives already i don't know i can't remember. literally but um <laughs> we're just not thinking about them anyway two of ishmael's daughters are um belling and perfect perfect for laban and lemuel like Aw, cute. They all aren't following the Lord, right? So they get married. Perfect for each other. Right. And then there's three that have testimonies, witnesses, whatevs. Um, And you may think to yourself, what? Three daughters, but only two sons? No. Remember, they took, um, what's his name? Zoro? Zorum. Yeah. Zorum. With them. So there's a daughter for Zoram too. Yes. Which, which is, yay. God knew. God knew yes. already that Zoram was going to be there with them, even before Zoram knew and was like, okay, Ishmael, you got to have five daughters because later Zoram needs a wife. Like, whoa. Because everybody else the, is destroyed. The forethought. The forethought. Yeah. God was planning. Ishmael's amount of daughters for way in the future. I don't know. I just think that's so cool to think about. It is cool. Everything just worked out perfect. Right. Of course it did. Of course it did. Of course. It had but to. we can still be amazed by it because we're simple and stupid. Like, <laughs> I couldn't do that. Right. I would have been like, that's too much. I don't... We'll just figure it out when we get there. God's like, I yeah. have a plan, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so then Laman and Lemuel and the two daughters that they marry and the two sons um, and their families. Yeah, so the two sons were already married, so they're good. Okay, okay. Um, they rebelled against Lehi, Nephi, Sam, and Sariah and Ishmael and his wife and his three other daughters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and so they wanted to go back to Jerusalem. And I actually think it's really funny because for one thing, 
they just left. I mean, I guess we don't know how much time has passed. Like, they got married and stuff, so it's probably been a while. But, like, just compared to, like, how long, like, the people that are being righteous have been there that aren't desiring to go back. Like, they just left. I just think that's kind of funny. They're already sick of it. That just shows how bad the conditions are that they're living in. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny that they have left, gone back, left, left, gone gone back, back. left, and now they're like, I want to go back again. Like, just feel like... You, you should just stay there. I don't know. Like, if you yeah. wanted to be there that badly. Also, I think it's funny, before we move on, that Layman and Lemuel did not... It's not recorded that they complained about going having to go back and get wives. Yeah, they, that's I wanna, true. I like to imagine that Lehi was like, <laughs> okay, so you have to go back to Jerusalem. And they were like, no! And then Lehi's like, to get wives. And they're like, oh. I will go and do the things to which the okay. Lord has commanded me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's probably exactly how that happened. <laughs> okay, we'll go ahead. <laughs> okay, going. so then Nephi um, is sad that these people, his siblings and people he cares about are rebelling against the Lord. Yeah. And so he says to them, Behold, ye are mine elder brethren, and how is it that ye are so hard in your hearts and so blind in your minds that ye have need that I, your younger brother, should speak unto you, yea, and set an example for you? Like, ouch. Right. <laughs> He's, like, really rubbing it in that, like, you guys are the older siblings. You're supposed to be the wise, smart ones, and you guys are so dumb that your younger brother has to reprimand you yet again. Yeah. You've so... seen an angel, and here <laughs> is your younger brother. <laughs> So I I think this is so funny because yes, all, what he's saying is completely true, but he probably could have gone about it in a much nicer way. I'm sure yeah. he was yelling at them like, what the flip are you doing? You're so dumb. Which would make yeah. me, if I was Layman and Lemuel, I would be pissed too. Mm-hmm. So I think that he could have been a little nicer, but it's so funny that like, He's like, I'm your younger sibling. You're supposed to be in the, the example. Yeah, no. and um, Laban and Lemuel, like, again, I hate to say it, but I feel like I'm like them because, like, like you said, they left Jerusalem because it's going to be destroyed. Um, they think their dad's crazy. And then he tells them to go back to the place that's going to be destroyed. And then they almost get killed, and then they kill a guy, and they get gold. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> they go back to the tent. And then they go back to Jerusalem again um, to get wives, and then they come back. And then when they come back from keeping on going to this place that's supposedly supposed to be destroyed but hasn't been yet, and they just think their dad's crazy, I probably would. um, Because it's just my dad. It's not a prophet. It's my dad. Exactly. And then then the younger brother is, like, yelling at them on top of it. Like, um, I feel like to me this kind of actually sounds like the story of like Joseph and like the coat of many colors or whatever. Totally. Um, because I would be like, yeah, my dad is totally favoring Nephi. He's comparing us to him. He's telling us to be like Nephi and be like a river like Nephi and whatever. And um totally favoring him just because Nephi is like blindly following everything that he says and all this stuff. And so I'd be like, yeah, I'm very jealous of Nephi. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't I don't say this to like excuse their behavior, but just to show how like we can learn from them because we relate to them. They're not like completely like evil people. They're just relatable characters. Right. They're just in the scripture. People who yep. have gone through this crazy thing and it's really taking a toll on them and they're like, I don't wanna be here anymore. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel that every day. <laughs> Yep. Every day, I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> oh For God. real. I just... <laughs> I, yeah. I don't like that I relate to Lame and Lemuel so much, but you're totally right. Yep. Um, in verse 8, Nephi says, says that he grieved for the hardness of their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I immediately thought of what, how much a leader Nephi is, and the best thing to do when you're a leader or you're leading people, wh- whether that's in like a church calling or going on a mission in life, where leaders examples, right? Um, 
it's important for us to have so much love for the people that we're leading that when they do something that we know isn't right, we're grieving for them. We're not judging them. We, I love we, that. We feel, we feel bad and we, we want them to feel what we feel, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's, you know, grieving with maybe those that aren't grieving, but those that are grieving too. You, you feel deeper emotion instead of just judgment. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when you're, like, trying to learn how to do that, I feel like, you know, you do have to, it's a thing you have to learn. Oh, um, for sure. You probably have to, like, shift your mindset and stuff, but I feel like after you do that for a while, you'll start to, by doing that, you're loving other people like Christ, and then I think that it'll just kind of start to come naturally to you because you will start seeing people how Christ sees them, and that's totally something that Christ does. He grieves with us. He's not judging us. He's hurting for us and wanting us to see, like, what's right in front of us, and so I feel like, It'll be hard at first, but when you love other people like Christ, it'll just be something that kind of comes naturally to you. Yeah, absolutely. You'll become a more empathetic person. Yes, for sure. Naturally. That's amazing. And people will will see that and people will be drawn to you because of that. Mm -hmm. Because they'll be like, oh my gosh, I can go to this person for help or support or whatever and I don't feel like they're judging me for it because nobody should feel judged for we all make mistakes right and nobody should have to feel judged for going to a friend or even like not a friend just anyone Mm -hmm. um our world's not really that way but it in a perfect world we would all be able to just learn from each other and grow with each other and help each other freely without judgment yeah totally that's something that my mom tells me all the time is just that the best way to teach people is to be real with them and not like, you know, because sometimes when you're teaching people, you're like, oh, I have to know all the details. I have to be careful with my words. And if you're just authentic, then Mm -hmm. that's just the best way to teach people and be with them. But yeah, I agree. Be you. People can tell if it's real or not. Yep. So true. This is not not a gospel of fakeness. Nope. (laughs) Nope. If you're fake, get out of here. Um, but don't. It's for everyone. <laughs> well, f- fix yourself. Get then. that. Get that fakeness out of here. Get you that stay here, fakeness. Get, get yeah. rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else in chapter seven that stood out to you? Um, I really liked in verse thirteen. Um, at the end, he says, for all things which the Lord hath spoken must be fulfilled. And I feel like I said this last week, too, but it's just a theme I've been noticing, like, in almost every chapter that I read. Everything that God says that he's going to do or that is going to happen, it happens. Yeah. Like, God does not lie. He doesn't just, like, throw little wild ideas out there, like, oh, maybe. No. If God says this is what's going to happen... This is what has to happen for that to happen. And if you do that, it will happen. If you do that, it will happen. Right. It's going to so do your part. There's no doubt. Like, oh, if I, is God really going to do? Yes. Yes, he is. So freaking <laughs> do your thing that he told you to do because he will do his part. Right. And time and time and again in the scriptures, you are so right. We have seen that it happens. Yes. So, so why would you question it? Yes. Why? I don't. Why? But I it's still gone. do it. But why do I still yeah. do it? <laughs> but why do we do it? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> In um verse 17, I feel like we talk about this a lot, so I'm just going to like quickly sum it up. I'm sure most of us have heard it, but um, Nephi says all this stuff. And then his brothers get really mad at him, and they tie him up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Nephi like says a prayer, and he's like, "God, according to my faith, give me strength that I may burst these bands with which I am bound." Um, I love how he says, "According to my faith," because Nephi knows that he has faith. He knows that he has enough faith to do it. And also, like you've been saying all this time, like Nephi keeps saying how strong he is. Like he's like large in stature he's told us like many many times he's like this huge buff dude so 
he'd probably like be strong enough to just break them on his own but to prove a point to his brothers i think he wants to use the power of god to break them oh and yeah so i know god gives that him loud. yes <laughs> <laughs> so god gives him the strength to um burst the bands and what i think is so wild is nephi he literally he the bands were loosed off his hands and feet and he immediately stands up and speaks unto them again like (laughs) Nephi what are you doing like did you not learn your lesson the first time yes (laughs) um and so I'm just like it just kind of makes me think like you know when people like judge me for my faith online or like I just like meet someone new and they follow me and I like you know I share like gospel things a lot I kind of second guess myself for like one second like do I want to be that Jesus freak girl you know right um but I do, like, I just need to be brave like Nephi and, like, just share it anyway. Like, even, like, God literally just freed him, so what does he have to fear? Um, but, yeah, I just need to be more like Nephi and just be brave enough to um, speak again the minute that I'm free. Because Christ freed me. If it wasn't for Christ, I wouldn't be free. So. Exactly. I'm going to use my freedom for him. Exactly. It is amazing nephi's example to us on how to be brave um Mm -hmm. because his brothers just tried to kill him because he was being a smart mouth and then he's like well i'm gonna i'm gonna say it again yep and i don't (laughs) don't care and then once he said that they were gonna do it again they almost did Uh uh-huh and lehi and ishmael and his family and everyone they were like stop what the heck are you doing and then they were like sorry and then they did repent say sorry to the lord and Mm -hmm. um and then sacrifice some things and burnt offerings and all that so Mm -hmm. you know it shows us that laman and lemuel did have a relationship with the lord yeah they just were skeptical because they thought their dad was cray cray Mm -hmm. and they're probably hungry i get cranky when i'm hungry they're probably (laughs) tired i doubt they're getting good sleep i'm cranky when i'm not like you know it's just all this stuff piled on top of each other and they think their dad's crazy and they're jealous of their like it all just added up just so that this happened i mean (laughs) i i can't tell you that i'd be any different so (laughs) yeah yeah they didn't kill him they just tied him up maybe they were just trying to be like shut up nephi we're tired of putting you over here for a minute you're in timeout true and then nephi went ahead and took their made it seem like they were gonna kill them like they sought to take away my life and laman and lemuel reading it are like no no lying (laughs) (laughs) liar (laughs) they're like Um, we'll do it yeah But I like how in verse 21, Nephi frankly forgives them. He yeah. um, he forgives them right away for it. Um, and then it also says that um, Laman and Lemuel, like, they went and prayed to God before they traveled back to their dad's tent. So we actually can learn something from Laman and Lemuel right here that they realized they were wrong and they did not put off repentance. They immediately repented and asked God for forgiveness, like right then and there. Yeah. Laman and Lemuel. And they immediately apologized to Nephi. Yes. Aww. Look at them go. They're not evil. No, they're just people. Everyone in here is just people. Right. Growing up, I was like, I just thought Laman and Lemuel were so evil. Mm-hmm. I was like, how that's could... what we're taught. Yeah. How could you not be exactly like Nephi and so brave and fearless all the time? I know. How could you not do that? That's so easy. <laughs> how can you not just go blindly follow your dad into the wilderness and root up, pick up your whole life and just leave? <laughs> how could for, like, you? The rest of your life. <laughs> right. How could you not want to go back 80 different times to the city that's about to be destroyed? I don't understand that. I know. I would, I would do that in a second, in a heartbeat. Yeah. And that's just because kids' faith is just so pure. I love it. Right. But now that They're we're- They're just we're, closer we're like, to God. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're stupid. <laughs> we're like Laman and Lemuel? More like Katie and Monica. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, oh. we're not like them. But you know what I thought to myself when I was thinking about um, <laughs> Ishmael's daughters? What? Is it too much to ask that a man want to marry me and save my life from a city that's going to be destroyed? <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I I can guarantee you that your future husband will have wanted to save you from a city that was going to be destroyed. Thank you. That means a lot. That I think that's, You're welcome. that's the nicest thing that anybody has ever said to me, I think. <laughs> yeah, I want to be like Ishmael's daughter's the god was like yeah god was like if you're gonna marry anybody you're gonna marry her like ooh, mm-hmm. okay and god picked him, me oh wow not, <laughs> not not your husband picking you god picked me for you mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to be like that <laughs> Okay, moving on. Um, chapter eight um, is about the vision of the tree of life. And I think chapter nine is a little bit too, right? Uh, sure. Maybe not. No, just chapter eight, I think. Okay. Um, so I feel like, should we summarize the vision or does everyone kind of probably? Hopefully our listeners right now read it already. And if you haven't... Yes. Stop listening to this right now. Go yes. read and then come back to yes. us because we love you. Yes. And we want you here. Yes. But um, it make no we sense. We want you to listen. It would make no sense for you to listen to our words and then go read. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> our words aren't the word of God. These are just our stupid human no. words. You have to go read the yes. words of God first and then hear our stupid human words. Okay. Yes. We should summarize actually you should you'd do better at that okay okay um so lehi like he gets this vision again um where he sees a tree that he calls the tree of life and he says where is it um that the fruit he partook of the fruit thereof that was on the tree and it filled his soul with exceedingly great joy um it was fruit that was desirable to make one happy um and then he, like, looked around because he wanted his family to eat the fruit, too. And he saw a river um, near the tree. And he saw, like, where the river was coming. He looked to where the river was coming from. And um, he saw his his wife and Sam and Nephi. And they were looking around like they didn't know where to go. And he, like, called into them to come to them. And then he saw, or they saw him. And they came and partook of the fruit. And then he wanted Laman and Lemuel to come too. And he was looking around to find them. And um, he saw them and they wouldn't come to him. And then he sees like an iron rod um, along the bank of the river and like a straight and narrow path um, that led to the tree. And then there was like a large field that he says as if it had been a world. So it's just like a big spacious area with a lot of people in it. Um, And he said a lot of them were pressing forward that they might obtain the path which led into the tree by which I stood. And then um, a mist of darkness came, and a lot of people lost their way. Um, and then he saw another group of people that were still pressing forward, holding on to the rod, even in the darkness. And then they reached the tree and partook of the fruit. And then Laman and Lemuel went to this, like, spacious, great and spacious building where there are a bunch of, like, wicked people in there, like, partying it up and drinking and mocking the people that were partaking of the fruit on the tree and a lot of people got ashamed and they left but then some people stayed um continually holding fast to the rod of iron until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree that's basically the vision right Um, and and some people who they partook of the fruit and then they were mocked and they felt bad so they went to the great and spacious building mm -hmm. um <laughs> so much. I love. Yes. Okay. I love. One little thing that I noticed in verse two is that Nephi, or not Nephi, Lehi, um, received this vision while he went and tarried in the wilderness. And I just think it's cool because I feel like I'm closer to God when I'm like in nature. I just feel mm-hmm. like it's easier for me to, to notice Him. Um, and Lehi did the same thing. He went out into nature to receive revelation. I just thought that was kind of cool. Right. And 
Joseph Smith's first vision was out in nature. Like, mm-hmm. maybe if I want to have a vision, all I got to do is go in the woods. Yeah. True. But also maybe not because... <laughs> Don't think that way. <laughs> if I did this, God will give this to me. Unless God said it. Then don't. Right. But um also like verses three through five, again, Lehi's just feeding this this feud between Nephi and his brothers because he says, Because of the thing which I have seen, I have reason to rejoice in the Lord because of Nephi and Sam, for I have reason to suppose that they and many of their seed will be saved. Right. But behold, Laman and Lemuel, I fear exceedingly because of you, for behold, I thought I saw in my dream a dark and dreary wilderness. And it okay. came past I saw a man, blah blah blah. So, <laughs> I understand that Lehi had to tell them the vision. God was probably like, I need you to tell them this so that they know. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, that was probably really hard for Laman and Lemuel to hear. Yeah. They're like, not only are you crazy, old man, the reason we don't want to believe you is because you're saying mean things about us. Yes, all of your visions include us suffering and Nephi being praised. Right, so screw that. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> um, I thought verse 17 was really cute because I just picture Lehi being at the tree and looking around for his family like, guys, guys, come here. And then when mm-hmm. half of his family there, he's looking for Laman and Lemuel he's like where where's Laman and Lemuel they've got to see this they've got to try it like how cute is that it is cute if that was me I'd be like Katie where's Katie I gotta find her I do that now Uh, I'm like I'm like I have to send this to Katie I have to yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I really like in verse 12 he said as I partook of the fruit it filled my soul with exceedingly great joy wherefore I began to be desirous that my family should partake of it also for I knew that it was desirable above all other fruit kind of like you were saying it's just really cute that he um thought of his family but I just think it's cool because you know it's kind of like when we partake of we receive the joy of the gospel or the joy of Christ we will naturally have a desire to share it with other people because we want them to feel the joy that we were feeling yeah absolutely I think that's like just the number one thing about the gospel for me is like when I because the gospel has brought me so much joy why the heck would I want other people to feel that yes that is like my roman empire something that I think about all the time is like why wouldn't (laughs) I why am I not sharing this more because I want everybody to feel that right it's the reason we go on missions it's the reason like I don't know it's the reason for so much yeah um and then he finds his family and it says that he calls unto them to come to him um and this is I've never like thought of it this way before but I feel like to me Lehi kind of represents God right here because um God is our father and he's like calling to us and like begging us to come and partake of his light um and we just have to heed his words and like hold fast and come to him he's standing there calling us and wanting us to come but it's up to us if we come or not he can't make us yeah you are so right. You want to hear something that I heard that ties in? Yes. That? Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had never thought about this before. Okay, but you know when Christ is like, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. The listen, fruit of life. Listen to the listen, listen, Linda. Okay. Okay. The way. That's the path. Da-der. Okay. The truth, we often refer to the rod as the word of God. We have to hold fast to the word of God or the iron rod. Which is the truth. Which is the truth. And then the life is the tree of life. Yep. So Christ can be found in every aspect of this vision. And I just, when I was listening, so I listened to other podcasts to mm-hmm. steal no not to steal but just you know because <laughs> sometimes my thoughts are not as good as other people's thoughts so I listen anyway so when I heard that on the other podcast that started with come follow me um I was like what in the world I don't know I just thought it was so cool 
Yeah, I'd never heard that before. But it makes sense now that you point it out. I swear, anywhere that you look for Jesus, you will find him. Oh. He is everywhere. Yeah. Literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. But I will never... It's like that... I love that game where you, like, pretend that you're, like, a pastor and, like, someone just gives you, like, a random topic and you have to, like, make a sermon on it. It's like, God (laughs) is literally in anything. Like, you can find him in anything. Right. So true. We should play that game. We should. We could do a whole podcast episode on it. That would be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you guys want to listen to us make a sermon about random things? Mm-hmm. This perfume bottle is like Christ because when he sprays his sweet scent all over you, it just makes life so much sweeter. And without it, you kind of you kind of stink without it. <laughs> you kind of stink without Christ's gospel. And you're searching for that perfume. And perfume's expensive. It has a price. But Christ is giving you the perfume for Christmas as a gift because he already paid the price. <laughs> Okay, that was good. That last part was good. I don't I don't like spraying his sweet set on us. That's gross. But but the rest was good. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I think it's time we talk about the great and spacious building. Yes, so, I agree. It sounds luxurious it does it's my great world, and spacious my worldly self is like uh i want to go party and drink and wear super nice clothes and everybody there is laughing and having fun and in a huge mm-hmm. house it sounds like a great gatsby party and i want to be a part yeah. of yeah mm-hmm. they my all world. sound really they all sound really happy to yeah. me yeah Yes, because you know what they're feeling at the tree of life? Joy. Jo- <gasps> Preach, Katie. Mm-hmm. Go off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go off. Whoa. Yeah, they sound happy. But mm-hmm. is it joy? No. It's not. It's not because you cannot find joy anywhere that Christ is not. Katie, you are spitting facts. So good. Thank you. Somebody write somebody write this down. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You don't have to because it's already written in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um it's written in your heart. Something that I learned, okay, is that it, um this the great and spacious building, which okay, first, okay, wait. First, I think it's funny that um Nephi is just describing the building as great and spacious, but as a culture, we've adopted great and spacious to be the name of the building. We're like, oh, yeah, that is interesting. We're like, oh, you know, the great and spacious building. Like, that's not the name. It's just a building. It just happens to be big. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I just think that's funny. That um, is funny. It's floating in the air. You want to know why? Because it has <laughs> no foundation. Oh, wow. It has no foundation. And oftentimes in the gospel, we make a lot of analogies about how the gospel of Jesus Christ is the foundation for everything else. We have to build that foundation. Yeah. We have to have the foundation. The great and spacious building doesn't have a foundation of Jesus Christ. Hence, floating in the air. Yep. Cray, cray. I'm learning so much that I never even... Which, honestly, like, that sounds kind of... Like, I want to float in the air. Like, that sounds cool. (laughs) But you know what's not cool? Floating away endlessly into space because you're tied to nothing. Like, no. (laughs) It sounds really cool, but think think in the future, Katie. You want to be... You don't want to do that. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I would love to go to a Great Gatsby um party but not if i can never leave yeah no no (laughs) i i want to be able to leave and like that's the thing is uh when you're at the tree of life you have the option to leave Mm -hmm. some people did they're like go for it and even if honestly even if you leave this path you can get back on the path you can. 
You can um, throw yourself from the building and land on the ground. It's gonna hurt. It's not gonna be easy. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna splat on the ground and probably break every bone in your body. But you can crawl right back up to that iron rod and crawl your way back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> something that I liked um in verse like you know when the people are mocking them I think it's in verse yeah in verse 33 um some people like left and it says that they drowned in the depths of the fountain and many were lost from his view wandering in strange roads but then the people that stayed um at the tree of life they heeded them not the people that were mocking them um and i just think it's cool that you know they're mocked for making these righteous choices but they're just not listening to them they're you know they're not paying attention to their words because they're like i know that what i'm partaking of right now is better than what you're having over there right so true the only thing that i wrote down for that verse was don't heed the haters mm-hmm and I think I I've need a always... hoodie that says, don't heed the haters. Yes, heed them not. I've always heard, um, don't take criticism from someone that you wouldn't go to for advice. Ooh. And I'm like, I feel like that really applies here. Because if I'm not going to go, you know, if this person doesn't have like a testimony of the tree of life or whatever in the situation, you know, like, I'm, why would I go to them? for advice i'm not going to so why would i take criticism from them exactly whoa dang yep um don't listen don't listen to the haters and the accusers listen to god yes yes god is better amen don't listen to us (laughs) you don't know what we're talking about listen to god um so (laughs) can i read you this quote um So there's this hilarious guy. He's dead, but we still love him. Um, it's Jonathan Golden Kimball. He was in the first council of the 70. Um, he lived, he was like, he was born in, I wrote down 1853, and he lived through 1938. So he's like real old. Um, he's real old. <laughs> But one of his quotes, I like everybody, go just look up Jonathan Golden Kimball quotes. They're so funny. He swore a lot. But um, he he said, I may not always walk the straight and narrow, but I sure in hell try to cross it as often as I can. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so funny to picture this old guy who's like in the first council of the 70s. And he's like... (laughs) He's like, um, I'm not perfect, but I sure in hell, like, <laughs> like that, that would so not funny. fly nowadays. I love that. No, so much. yeah. So funny. Oh my goodness. Um, but I just I wanted to mention that because it's not all black and white, like Lehi's vision. Yes. It's mm-hmm. sometimes we stray, but the important thing is that we find our way back. And yep. That's not to say that we are okay when we're not on the path. The The only mm-hmm. way we can receive blessings is when we are holding on to the iron rod. But it's important to not beat yourself up. You're not going to stay on the path all the time. But when you try to cross it as much as you can, that's when you receive blessings. Wow. That's good. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know where we are. Um, I think we got through the vision, pretty much. Yeah. Um, um are, we in, are we in chapter nine? We yeah. should, yeah, let's go to chapter nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, verse five is another nevertheless moment, which we were talking yes, about in our I was last just podcast. That. Yes. Oh my gosh, yay. <laughs> so... It's such a nevertheless moment because he's like, I don't know why I'm writing this other book, but I know it's good, so I'm just going to do it. Like, he just does things because he's told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's um, like, nevertheless. 
Yes, I really like verses five and six in this chapter. Um, he says, Wherefore the Lord hath commanded me to make these plates for a wise purpose in him, which purpose I know not. But the Lord knoweth all things from the beginning, wherefore he prepareth a way to accomplish all his works among the children of men. For behold, he hath all power unto the fulfilling of all his words, and thus it is. Amen. And I've always loved how he Whoa. says, and thus it is at the end, because he's like, I don't know, like, what the purpose for this is, but I know that it's God's purpose and that there is one. Um and that he knows all things, um, and so I'm just gonna do it, like, it already is, because he said it, not that, like, it will, not that it will be, because he said it, it is, because he said it. Whoa, that's cool. It is cool. Yeah, I just always thought, I just always thought, (laughs) when he said, and thus it is, it was him being, like, period. (laughs) 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 You know, like, now we would be like period there it is like yeah nothing more to say period he's like mm-hmm. and thus it is done that's it <laughs> he, he kind of is but i like i like your version better <laughs> i think it's the same version like both things go together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um cool that chapter's so short but i know but it's still a good one yeah um okay after 10 (laughs) yes so in this one lehi is not having a vision but he's having a prediction (laughs) (laughs) um that the jews are going to be taken captive by the babylonians and um he's telling the jews that um a savior is going to come and he tells that he um, he talks about John the Baptist in here, which I think is cool. That so John the cool. Baptist, like Lehi, like I don't know where he's getting this from, but he got it from somewhere about John the Baptist, and I think it's just really cool. It's so cool because you were just saying that anything God says is going to happen happens, mm-hmm. and here we see Lehi being like, "Um, God told me." Um, about this stuff. And then guess what? It happens. Yep. What? Because why? Because why? Because who said it? God said it. God said it. That's wild. So Well, it's not. Like, we're just saying it's not crazy, but we're stupid, so we think (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) Um, in verse 18... It's like the only thing that I that really jumped out to me. It says okay. he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Love it. I, I I love that. I don't even have anything. I just that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Self-explanatory. Yes. Amen. I actually found <laughs> a lot in this chapter. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, take it away. Um, so in verse six, he says, wherefore all mankind were in a lost and in a fallen state and ever would be save they should rely on this redeemer. Um, I just thought, think it's cool how it says that like, we'd be forever lost without Christ to lead us. Um, humans are natural followers. We're always looking for trends to follow people to follow influence. Like we're always looking to be influenced in some way. It's kind of sad. Actually, we consume a lot more than we create, but, um, mm-hmm. Since we're that way, let's just take advantage of knowing that we are that way and look for a leader. And unless Christ is our leader, um, we would forever be lost wandering looking for someone to lead us correctly. But Christ is the one that will save us and show us the way. We won't be lost anymore if we follow Christ. Right. That is, that's amazing. Um, Something that I just thought of is in Lehi's vision when it it first started it said that he he started in darkness um he didn't just like poof at the tree of light he had to he was in this darkness and then an angel came to him and he was like follow me so um what i think is really cool is i think the reason that he started in the darkness is because when you're in the darkness the light is so when you see truth you know it Mm -hmm. because you're in the darkness you know what the darkness is but when you yeah. see truth, you know it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's probably just going to be, like, a little 
a little tiny light, but it's just like, you know how they have you do that thing when you're little, like with like, they turn the lights off in the church and it's not even actually dark because there's still light coming in through the window, but they're trying to do their thing. And then they have you turn on your, they all give you like a flashlight and you all turn it on. And then the room gets so bright because of all the little lights. Like when you're in the, in the darkness, it's going to be probably just a little light. It's not like Christ just like turns the lights on for you. There's just going to be this little, like maybe a little LED keychain flashlight thing. Um, but then little glowing angel who says, follow Yes, it's going to be so bright to you because you're in such a a dark place that that little bit of light is like so bright to you. Right. And like you were saying, the only light that will help us is Jesus Christ. If not, we're going to be lost. Like you're saying in, in the darkness in Lehi's darkness, not Mm -hmm. Lehi's darkness, but the darkness that he was in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Where is this thing? I have something written down and I'm like, where is the verse that I have connected to that highlight? <laughs> <laughs> um, for some reason, I'll just share it because I don't know, it's written in here for a reason. Um, yeah. I have Alma 3227 written in here that, oh, now I know why it's in here. Okay. <laughs> um, it says in verse 17, um, that you know, Lehi had received this vision, and Lehi spake by the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, and it says, I, Nephi, was desirous also that I might see and hear and know of these things by the power of the Holy Ghost, um, which is the gift of God unto all those who diligently seek him as well as in times of old. So Nephi is, like, he has a desire to see and hear and know the same things that Lehi is sharing. And so because of that desire... He is going to find his answer, whether that be, like, he desires so strongly that he, like, seeks it out himself or just that his faith is so strong that God will give him the answer. He's going to get that answer no matter what because of that desire. Right. And that reminded me of Alma thirty-two twenty-seven, which talks about faith. And it says that even if you have no more than a desire to believe, that um, that's faith. And Nephi definitely had that desire and that faith. And God knows the intent of your heart, and so he's going to know if you're searching for answers from a place of faith and wanting to strengthen your faith and, you know, learn about God, or if you're just wanting answers because you're like, God's not real. If if he's real, he'll give me this answer or whatever. Like, he's not going to give you that because it's not coming from a place of faith. Right. So you're... it's important to have an actual desire. Yeah. You are so right. And, but the, the your desire is the only thing that needs to happen like god has to be willing to give it give Mm -hmm. it to you know and it's it depends on what you're asking um there are certain things that god's not going to tell you and i wonder if if um sam had the same desire if he asked the lord did he get those visions like we don't know did he get you know like like what I wonder if the Lord was like gave him a testimony, right? A witness, his own witness, but not to the extent of Nephi because Sam didn't need it. Yeah. We don't know for sure, but I know like a few chapters ago it said something like because Lehi and Nephi believed, Sam also believed. Right. Um and that just shows that you can like um sharing your testimony with people is going to affect them and like even though he you know we don't know he probably I'm sure he prayed about it and stuff but maybe he didn't receive an answer in the same way that Lehi and Nephi did but he just was like I I trust them and so they their testimony touched me and I I believe them like you can it's okay to rely on other people's testimonies a little bit I feel like they always tell us like don't rely on other people's testimony like um, you need your own, which you do need your own, but your own can stem from other people's testimonies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was listening to the story of this guy who was saying before he went on his mission, he had read the Book of Mormon multiple times, studied it multiple times. He knew the Book of Mormon, but he, but he heard of other people having um, this these amazing experiences where the Lord like told them that the Book of Mormon 
was true, right? Like they had these amazing experiences and he felt like he didn't have that. Um, so he prayed for weeks to the Lord and he got frustrated. He was like, give me something, like something cool to tell other people while I'm on my mission, how I know the Book of Mormon is true. And eventually in the midst of his frustrated prayer to the Lord, um, he got the thought in his mind, you already know that it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you need a big revelatory experience? You already know. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's the same way with Sam. You know, he probably was a little jealous that everybody else was having these visions, but he already knew. Mm-hmm. So he didn't need it. That's That's a really good way of thinking about it. It's like, God's not, yeah, God's not going to send Moroni to my, the foot of my bed in the (laughs) middle of the night to give me a vision because I don't need it because I already know. Right. Yeah. If you already know that the Book of Mormon is true, you don't need an angel to tell you. Yeah. Because you already know. Like, yeah, it would be, that'd be sick. Like, that would be so cool. Yeah. But we're all, we're all gonna, like, be angels someday. Like, we're all gonna see angels at some point. You just don't need one right now. Right. And that's okay. We all have different experiences and different journeys. If we all had the exact same journey as Joseph, like, that would just be kind of weird, honestly. Right. And if you, a listener, have seen an angel and an angel told you that the Book of Mormon is true, I'm a little jealous of you, but... Yep. (laughs) <laughs> um, other people's experiences don't take away from your own. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Well, every single podcast episode just gets longer than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or bad. If, We're gonna have if... to start, like, splitting the weeks up into two or something. Oh my goodness. At this crazy. rate. Maybe we should. Mm-hmm. Let us know. But there's... We have yes. an Instagram where you guys can tell us. Yes, there's even thoughts. a Q&A. There's a Q&A box on Spotify. So there's if you're Q&A? listening on Spotify, yes, okay, just well, scroll down on our episode and there's a Q&A box. So I have so ask many, us questions. I have so many things for you guys to tell us in our Q&A box. Okay, go for it. Uh, do you like our podcast? <laughs> 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 what can we do to make it better? Should we split yes. it into two parts? Do we talk yes. too much? Do <laughs> <laughs> if we made merch, <laughs> just kidding. But Loki, Katie, I think we should make two hoodies. Okay, here are my thoughts, and we should make more. Nevertheless, but nevertheless, and don't heed the haters. I love that. We should. And if anybody steals my idea, I will sue you. Yep. Point blank. We will. We have evidence right here that it was yeah. our idea. Frankly, so. I will frankly sue you, like Nephi. Frankly, forgive. <laughs> <laughs> We're not joking. Nope. Not. Oh, we will take this to court. <laughs> or, or you could just buy one of ours when we make them, which yeah. will be even cooler than the ones that you made because we made them. Absolutely, it will. Yep. So oh, avoid oh, going oh. to court and just buy our hoodie. Oh, what? Um, chapter 10. <laughs> Verse 19 says, For that diligently seeketh shall find, and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto them. Did we talk about that? Did you just say that? I talked about it a little bit in my my little thing. Yeah. But can, go ahead. Take okay. it away. I just like the diligently seeketh shall find. Mm-hmm. Just like that. I just realized, yeah. so I underline things in pencil in my scriptures. Don't do that. Don't be like me. Because I can't see it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't see the gray markings, but I like to be able to erase. So, mm-hmm. don't be like me. Just mark up your Book of Mormon with a highlighter and then get a new one if you don't like the mark. Or, or get erasable color pencils or erasable yeah. highlighters. Yeah, there you go. But don't use that one anyway i just i just realized that it was underlined okay nice (laughs) i was like i did have more to say i just couldn't see yes that's okay and And that's that's why christ is a light he's yellow you can see it (laughs) 
totally. Okay, right. well, now that it's at 59 and a half minutes, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of us for hitting a three-week streak. Will we get four? Who knows? But yeah. Um, Heck yeah, we will. I believe. Yes. Until then, study your scriptures, and we will see you in the next one. See you in the next one. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.